Happy Monday, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in again to Conversations with Friends. This is Lanita, and we are in episode 19 together today. Welcome back, family. Uh, second episode recording on the new app, anchor.fm. And I am super happy with the app still. This is the second time that I'm doing this recording with my friend today. So I'm still happy with the app, but I have some, uh, some learning curves to go through. <laughs> Um, but really happy with the switch. Everything with the new podcast host is great. If you're podcasting or you're looking into podcasting, uh, I would definitely recommend checking out Anchor. Happy Monday, family. I am sitting here. It's kind of cloudy today, sitting underneath some gray skies in the desert. Uh, last year, this time, we were moving, almost on our way, moving back to the desert out of snow and, um, and a lot of cold weather up north. So it's been a beautiful year, and today we are sitting down talking to a friend who is tuned in with the heavens above and the earth below. Uh, we're talking astrology today and the zodiac, which honestly is one of my one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, my friend on the line today, I had a reading with this gentleman a couple of years ago while sitting in my garden in Portland. And it was my first time having a reading done by the sidereal perspective of astrology. I had known about the, the, um, the studies, though it was my first time having the sidereal reading. And by the end of the reading, my mind and ideas and thoughts regarding the zodiac had expanded quite a bit. And I have been living really through that expansion and continuing to grow that expansion ever since then. So I was really excited to be able to invite my friend on the show today and would like to introduce you all to Darren Lamont. Welcome, friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lanita. Thank Pleasure you. being along with you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for doing for have doing this with me twice. <laughs> Not a problem. That's really awesome. Um, I appreciate your patience and obviously the stars wanted it to be the way that it is. Indeed, indeed. We um we are steaming towards a Mercury retrograde and um and I'm a Gemini rising, so technology issues are always a part of my life in terms of Mercury retrograde. Uh, so the fact that we've had these glitches is not a surprise to me one bit. Wow. Are we already in the shadow period of Mercury yet? We no? are in the shadow period, yes. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. What were you about to say? Oh, you went out, Darren. <laughs> All right, we were having some, uh, I think, Bluetooth issues, too, so he's. we're going to get this figured out. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, so you just went out again, Darren. It must be the Bluetooth. I don't, I don't know what to do. Try picking up the headset. That's a, it was a little bit cloudy, but that's okay. We'll, we'll try that because I don't have any bad signal here either, so it must be the Bluetooth causing us some situations. So we can just disconnect from there and just pick up the headset. We're good. We're going to keep going. Darren. <laughs> Technical issues. <laughs> All right, you're off Bluetooth and it still did that? Yep. Wow. All right, well, 
I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Let's, I guess, try maybe saying the shadow period one more time. But if it goes out again, that we're this, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the shadow period. Uh, the fact that I am Gemini rising, uh, ruled by Mercury. Um, these issues leading up to retrograde periods are common. With me, so you know, I, I, I don't know what the deal is. Let's just do it. Let's do our best. All right. <laughs> yeah, we only got a part of that, so we'll we're, we'll do our best. That's what I that's what I enjoy doing. Um, all right. All right, Darren. Well, last time we we talked a little bit about, um, and I think we'll probably swing back around this at some time. But we talked a little bit about the differences between sidereal and tropical astrology. Um, do you mind giving giving the audience, since I didn't get to hear the last episode? <laughs> Um, give the audience just a little bit of a reference and background between the differences between tropical and sidereal, um, because I'd, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about what we were mentioning earlier and where we're going forward. And so for the audience to understand this vastness of astrology and the zodiacal or zodiac wheel, okay. what's the difference between the two? Sure, no problem. So once upon a time, both sidereal and tropical astrology were perfectly aligned. But because of the way the systems are are generated or uh, calculated, I should say. Uh, one is, by and large, a static system. The other is a dynamic system, okay? So uh, the static system uh, would be the one uh, that is tropical in nature because it is fixed. The, the, tropical, the tropical measurement of the zodiac is a fixed the vernal equinox in the seasons, okay? So, uh, in, in, in essence, tropical zodiac is a... Pro oh, family. We're going to miss stuff. Mercury. <laughs> the other hand, is a fixed, it's dynamic, it's a fixed to the constellations. So every 72, every 72 years, those two systems separate by one degree. So today we have a 24 degree separation between tropical zodiac and the sidereal zodiac. The bottom line though is, is, is the fact that no matter what system we're using, the planetary alignments uh, uh, will always be the same. A square will always be a square, whether it is in tropical or or in in sidereal. Okay, and actually, so, we didn't we didn't really talk about squares and conjunctions. Do you think that you could maybe spend a little time talking about those today too? Because I know that that's and this is much more depth. We are going to have to come back and do do the intro again for my audience because they're not it's not an astrology audience. Um, but what what is that? What do you mean by squares and conjunctions and oppositions? Like, what does what does that really mean about from our sky perspective? Okay, okay, perfect. And uh, the, the perfect example of a of a conjunction would be what we call the new moon. <laughs> this is when the moon and the sun both occupy the same degree of the same sign. Um, and it takes place for only a couple of hours, actually. But that, that, that's a conjunction. This is where, like the, the most recent one, uh, I believe it was on the 4th, 
We have the sun and the moon conjunct in Capricorn, six degrees Capricorn, sidereally. It was at, uh, it was early, uh, early, uh, uh, early uh, Aquarius for the tropical side of things. But this uh, conjunction is when two planets, particularly the sun and moon for the sake of a discussion, but any two planets or any several planets occupying the same sign and degree, that is a conjunction. And um, in, in, in terms of how they operate, it is a fusing of the two planetary energies where they all come together and work as one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right? A square, a square is, a, do we see a square in the sky every month? When we look up and we see a moon that is half full, we're looking at either an opening square between the sun and the moon, meaning the sun is in a sign of a, of a quality and the moon is in a different sign of a sign of the same quality. For instance, the sun would be in Capricorn and the moon would be in Aries. Mm. Both are cardinal signs, both are cardinal signs, and they are 90 degrees apart. That is a square. It's a geometry. 90 degrees is a square. Mm-hmm. All right? And this is an indication of conflict, where the sun and the moon in a conjunction is a fusing of masculine and feminine energies. In a square, it's a conflict mm-hmm. between the masculine and energy, uh, masculine and feminine energies. And then we have the opposition. The opposition is the full moon. This is when uh, two planets are in uh, opposite signs. So this will be akin to the sun being in Capricorn and the moon being in Cancer. Mm-hmm. It's a full moon. It's 180 degrees between the two. And this, something has to give. Something has to give. Hmm. All right, it's, it's, it's a conflict. It's, 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 you're opposing one another. You are, you know, the masculine energies and feminine energies are, are uh, at odds with one another, and something must give. So those are the three major aspects in astrology. Those are the ones that matter the most. There are some smaller ones. There are some, there are others that are, uh, are, are, um, easier flowing between the energies but they don't they don't make change you have to make the change yourself with the with the um, sextile which is a 60 degree angle and the trine which is a 120 degree angle you have to actually do something to, to, to make these work where with the conjunction square now position just show up to show up and keep breathing, and whatever's going to take place, it will find you. You don't have to. You don't have to go looking for it. It will find you. Mm, that's powerful. I have an opposition in my sun and rising, uh, and it's a really like you said. Something's got to give, and I feel like as a growing up, there was a part of me. I mean, I first of all, I was. I've always been in internal conflict. I've. I've just always had this projecting one way to the world. And it's a very truthful, truthful projection. This is of who I am. But my projection, the way that I interact with the world is, is very different from the way my soul feels about the world. And um, just naturally, like I have, a, I have a much darker 
um, a much darker internal experience and very deep, but my external experience is really light and <laughs> it's a trip. And so, so you just have to wait it out. <laughs> Say that again. You said you just show up for the, for the opposition. <laughs> well, well, with the opposition conjunction in the square, uh, you don't have to put forth a lot of energy at all. You don't have to put forth a lot of effort, particularly if Mars and or Saturn are involved. You know, they're going to do all. better just to have a, a kitchen burn <laughs> probably wouldn't have burned as long <laughs> oh we're in and out family you know protect your feet and um, and uh, uh, be careful on this particular day she went a step beyond that and still Mars came and got her yeah. All right. So, so you know, uh, with, with some of these planets, you can try as you might to avoid it, but you can't escape it if it's meant for you. And Mars and Saturn, they come get you. So, as we're talking about these alignments, um, just to give a visual to the audience, um, so we have the sky above us. It's a 360 degree wheel of of the sky and what you're talking about uh, in terms of these degrees and two planets occupying the same degree in space at the same time the conjunction all these things what we're looking at is the actual movement of this 360 degree wheel above our heads and the different placements of those planets along that mathematical wheel correct that is correct that is correct and so the major difference between the sidereal and the tropical 
perspective is that the sidereal perspective is 24, currently is 24 degrees behind the tropical perspective. So for most of, in our country, um, and probably, I, I'm probably just in the Western world in general, because I actually was speaking to a Kuwaiti friend yesterday, and he's a Gemini um, from, his, from his birth tropically. Um, but he was just like, oh, it's just totally fake. He wrote it off really quickly. <laughs> but he did know about it, and it was a part of his culture. Um, can you hear me, Darren? I didn't think so. <laughs> Darren, you hear me? Loud and clear. Do you hear me when, because I, I, you keep going in and out. Are you hearing me continuing to talk, or do I pause as well? No, you don't pause. I hear you loud and clear. Wow, okay. <laughs> Um, all right, well, you're recording it too. We're probably gonna have to use your recording because you blocked out on mine multiple times. But um, <clears throat> so the difference between the sidereal and the tropical is that you're one sign behind your tropical sign now. So for those of my friends that are listening who know about tropical astrology or you know your tropical sun sign, in sidereal, you would be one sign behind that. But I think that the big difference and why, like my friend yesterday mentioned, he doesn't believe in astrology and why that you can't really, how can you guess what will happen to your life tomorrow is what he said. Um, the thing is, is that you're talking about a much deeper study of the stars and of the placements of a person's birth. You're talking about the full natal chart. Um, so maybe you would spend a little time sharing about the difference of just the sun sign versus the natal chart and how you would be able to actually predict for, for a woman that you might be burning your feet um, based on her deeper natal, deeper natal chart reading? Well, uh, one's belief uh, is irrelevant when it comes mm. to astrology. Belief is irrelevant. You can believe what you want to believe, um, but what we do know is that when planets align, things happen. Mm. I mean, there's nowhere, nowhere around it. And it is not a guess. It is not a guess as to what can happen on a particular day at a particular time when planets align because everything in astrology has a meaning. Uh, a planet aligning in a particular house carries a particular meaning. And that sign that that planet is in also is another layer of a, of a meaning. And the planet itself has indications and, and meanings. And when you put all these things together, while, while the, the possibilities are, are endless, how they might play out, you have some sort of idea uh, because, okay, so the, 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 the alignment in question I'm speaking of was a sixth house Mars in Pisces. Let me break that down. The sixth house is the house that rules our daily routine, habits that we have that debilitate our health, and, 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 and things that we do, the service that we provide to other people. Okay, Mars. Mars has its own meaning. Mars is a planet of action and athletics and assertion and drive and physical strength and fire. Mars also rules fire and burns and cuts and bruises and and blood and violence and all these different things that are that are warlike. Mars is the police. Mars is the fireman. Mars is the soldier. Mars is the sailor. Okay. And then we get Pisces. Pisces is a water sign. You know, it's, it's indicative of emotions and feelings and spiritual. 
duality. All right. So for the purpose of the, the discussion uh, about the lady in the burn on her foot, what I saw was Mars in Pisces in the sixth house. Mm-hmm. Mars is hot, fire. Pisces is water. The sixth house is daily routine. What does that mean? What does what what do we do in our daily routine? We eat. Sometimes we cook every day. Okay, um, uh, Pisces rules the feet. So when I see Mars in Pisces in the sixth house with an angle, uh, uh, with, 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 on an angle uh, um, with Saturn also involved, the warning is clear. The warning is clear. Uh, protect your feet because there's a potential for a burn on your foot. Now, I did not see, I, I had no way of knowing it's going to be fire ants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had no way of. And toxin and stings. So it's February in Texas. I didn't know she could still grow down there. Yeah. You know, so she's out in her garden. She stepped on a fire ant mound and they burned her foot. That's not a coincidence. Definitely not. No, and that's the real power of the of the science of astrology and of the the practitioner and the studier uh, of the of the astrologer is, you know, like you said in our last conversation that especially when you have Mars. Or Saturn, you have Saturn, like things have to happen. It has to take place. Mars, if these things have to take place. So, I mean, as you're breaking it down, it sounds like, yeah, she's going to have some type of feelings in her feet that have to do with fire and intensity in her daily routines. Uh-huh. And you can basically, you uh-huh. can see that very clearly here. Um, now, maybe if, if Mars wasn't there and it was some other planet, then perhaps that wouldn't, you wouldn't have felt so inclined to mention it to her because you wouldn't, because you wouldn't be sure. Is that, do you think that that's the case? Like, is that how you... I shouldn't ask you how you do readings, but that's never mind. That's my own. <laughs> um, that's beautiful, though. That's how you guys can really see it. How it's going to manifest. All you know is what this, what the indication is, what the suggestion is, what the meaning of this is but how it plays out we don't know until the day and time that it plays out you know another there's another there's another example uh, I can give you featuring Mars and Saturn and in the end an eclipse okay this was a solar eclipse in in February of 16 I believe it was a solar eclipse um, and I had made a prediction that this, this solar eclipse is going to be visible across South, South America and the southern tip of Africa. And I made a prediction that sometime uh, around that period that there would be an earthquake in, in South America, either in Peru or Argentina, or there would be mass violence in, in the Horn of Africa, in the southern Horn of Africa, around Namibia or in South Africa itself. Well, 12 hours later, six hours after the uh, eclipse, six hours after the eclipse, there was a 5.2 earthquake in Peru. Hmm. 5.3 earthquake in Peru that same day. Now, um, the next morning, 
My sister called me at five in the morning. Her husband had been rushed to the hospital. Uh, bleeding from his head and uh, he was in real, real dire straits. Mm. She actually looked at his chart. I saw in his chart a opposition with Mars and Pluto across the angles of his chart and Saturn was in a square. And she wanted to know what his chart suggested was going on with him from the time he was rushed to the hospital. Well, the meaning of Mars and Saturn in an opposition on an angle is a release of pressure. Mm. A release of pressure in the head or in the neck area. I said to her, your husband likely had an aneurysm or a stroke. Four hours All of this corresponded with a solar eclipse that hit his chart like a bullseye. It was a bullseye on his chart. Was, you know, there's nothing he could have done about it. It was meant to be. Mm. I've got to get you a new know, reading so. from you then because I feel like this last eclipse we had, it totally, tra- I mean, I was entranced in it and I've watched many eclipses. There was nothing like this last eclipse. I was watching the actual eclipse and the mo- the, the way that the moon looked. Um, have you seen The Lord of the Rings? I don't know if you heard me, Darren. I hear you. <laughs> you did hear me? No, I can't. Oh, okay, yeah. Have you seen The Lord of the Rings? Yes, uh, I'm familiar with it. I can't say I've seen it all the way through. I don't know if you know about the Eye of Saruman. I think it's this big watchful eye tower that they have um, in the movie. And as I was watching this eclipse, I felt like I was watching this eye, like the move, the way that the energy or frequency vibrations were going across the moon looked like this eye of Saruman in the Lord of the Rings. And it totally captured me and I became just totally entranced by the eclipse. And ever since the eclipse, I've had extreme change happening in my heart, inside of my body and my soul of realizations of myself and of my need to make myself happy and things like that. So I've got to get a new reading from you because I got to know what's happening with this eclipse in my chart. (laughs) Something's going on. Indeed. Um, Yeah, eclipses happen. Um, uh, They occur twice, four times a year. Uh, You get two in the summer, two two, uh, a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse, usually two weeks apart. Sometimes...
know, uh, there are time lore systems, we're getting off into some deeper aspects of astrology, but time lore systems, if, if the planet that is aspected by the eclipse is um, activated by the time lore system, like it was with my brother-in-law, there's nothing you can do to avoid it. Absolutely nothing you can do. You can go to the moon, it's going to find you. Yeah. That's what this last eclipse was like for me, for sure. It's it's a trip. It's just been um, just the experience of itself and ever since then. But I stay open. I'll just show up. I like that. Um, so just to circle back, and then I want to talk I want to talk to you about 2020, but just to make sure that the audience, since we didn't get to do that full intro, um, you are a sidereal astrologer. You study astro- astrology from the sidereal perspective. Again, this is the perspective of the heavens, the earth, or the heavens are always shifting and very dynamic and continually changing. Um, and it is different from the perspective of tropical, which is anchored to the seasons and is very static and every spring is always going to start and Aries is always going to be, or Aries is always going to begin on the first day of spring. That is the perspective of the earth, of uh, the tropical system and the perspective of the sky and the heavens and the sidereal perspective is always shifting. So um, I love how that works together. And we had a, a more detailed conversation about that in the first recording of as the, as above, so below, it seems like the above system very directly reflects down below. They're different and also the same. Um, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Is there anything else you want to say about that before we move on and start talking about what's coming tomorrow? <laughs> sure. Uh, the, the, so Siberia was strong. your eyes can see right now we will look we can look at the at the sky right now and see that the sun on the 14th of february we can literally look up in the sky and see that on today the sun is at uh of Aquarius today. That means yesterday was the first day of Aquarius. It was the first day for the sun to be in Aquarius. Mm-hmm. February 13, not January 21st. January 21st, the sun was clearly in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Four or five degrees into Capricorn. Right now, today, February 14th, the sun is indeed in Aquarius. And we'll remain there until the middle of March. So, Darren, what do you what do you tell people? Because I have, you know, there's there's people who are like, well, since I follow sidereal only, and I don't listen to tropical, so I'm this sign because this is with a sign in sidereal. And for me, it just seems like this really. It seems like us attaching ourselves to a particular sign is really not the best option. Um, that's what I'm kind of coming to, is that this doesn't really make a lot of sense to attach myself to a sign, because in reality, no, I, I represent right. this full energy. You're, you're absolutely right. We are all, all 12 signs. 
chart. From the moment we took our first breath, and when, when the breath of life entered into our lungs, and we had our first exhale, and we became a living, breathing soul, that moment serves as a snapshot, and that moment provides us with a snapshot of how the planets were aligned. In that moment, that is unique to each and every one of us. Yeah, and it seems like some people would be more influenced by the heavens and some people would be more influenced by the earth as well. Like it just seems natural or even during certain times of your life, like you said in, our, in my first reading with you, it's, you know, it was like by the age of 30, that's when the sidereal chart starts to kind of kick in. But before 30, your sidereal chart is not as influenced or it's not as heavy in, as an influence in your life. Um, that would kind of make sense. While you're a child, it's really important for you to be grounded to the earth and to have that grounding experience and those grounding energies for you for the first 30 years of your life because you're uh -huh. on earth. Um, so it really does seem to make sense that we are this full zodiac, you know, uh, cycle of, of just all of the frequencies and what you're doing as an astrologer and what, what we learn how to do is decipher the frequency and then we give definitions to it. And we have a bunch of definitions to these def to these frequencies, but in reality, what we're doing is it's just a communication. It's a language of of how things come to be. Um, 
And it sounds like you have some really good ideas as to what things are coming to be going forward. Um, I know that 2020 is next year, and I always thought that I would be flying a car by the year 2020. Um, but I hear a lot of astrologers talk about the, actually the next, you know, the next 20 years, really in between now and 2040. And I'm hearing a lot of conversation about 2020, 2021, up to 2023 and 2024, and that we're really going to be seeing some major changes in society based on the planets. Um, so we had kind of started getting into that, Darren, before. Would you tell us what's, what's up with 2020? Why don't I have a flying car? Um, when am I going to have a flying car? And what's going on in the future? What can my children look forward to? Darren. Okay, sorry. You, you blacked out. End of the world. And, you know, I mean, yeah, the end of the world. Well, well, well. So while while that was just a big scare, um, this new millennia will literally kick off with this alignment that's forming, and it's actually technically forming right now. All right, so. conjuncting in what sign they are going to initially conjunct in Sagittarius and then move into Capricorn in 2020 and 2021 mm. so going, for the next three years these two these two planets are going to be in a, in a dance and the world's going to change so we got three cycles three major planetary synodic cycles one Saturn and Pluto which is a 34 year cycle and it's going to be compounded with uh, the Mars, with the Mars cycle. And then we have Pluto Jupiter, which forms July 31st of 2020. And that's a new 12, 12 and a half year cycle. And then we have Jupiter and Saturn. And that is a 20 year cycle. Now, I want to take each one of these, uh, I'll take two of these three and give you just a brief historical overview of how things can play out with, with these planets. Let's start with Jupiter and Saturn. Going back to the 1840s, when 
Bush Jr. One more time. Bush Sr. or Jr.? This was Jr. Okay.
Um, we can look at the Jupiter, I'm sorry, at the Saturn-Pluto cycle. 1914, Saturn and Pluto aligned in a conjunction. Kicks off World War I. 1937, 1947, they aligned in a conjunction. There's a realignment and a re... Uh, and that's when they started realigning and, and really moving chess pieces on the board in the Middle East. And then we touched on 82 when they aligned, and here we come again. They're about to align again. And we all we have to do is look around in the world. We are going to see some major changes. Because they are occurring in in uh, the sign of first Sagittarius, but then ultimately in Capricorn, an old order with Capricorn being involved, an old order must die. Hmm. And that's super powerful too when you think of the youth that are being born now. Darren, do you hear me? No. <laughs> Let's wait till we can communicate. Go ahead. I, I hear you. Oh, you do? Okay. Um, it's, that's interesting you say it to an old order because the youth that are being born now are being born underneath these stars and underneath these planetary alignments. So they necessarily will be prepared for a much different world. 20 years, 30 years from now, right? They will usher in a new world. Mm -hmm. They are already, they are already rejecting the status quo on a religious level, uh, on a job level, on an educational level. They are rejecting the status quo left and right. Just watch your own children. You watch your own children. Yeah. And you will see the things that we accepted blindly they reject outright, not knowing what it is, just knowing something is better than what y'all what serving up. Yeah, my son a few a few weeks ago said, Mom, uh, what did he say? He said, well, Mom, how can God be a guy if, uh, if life was born? Isn't life born from a woman? <laughs> and this is my, my little son asking me this question. I was like, wow. And obviously he lives with a mother who believes in a in a in an uh, unconditionally loving mother earth but i've never said that specifically to him but the way that he broke it down it was like well yeah duh obviously <laughs> it just made so much yeah. sense Yeah. Right? The, the Plutocrat and more specifically the 
baby boomers. The baby boomers. And this, 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 this transit, this great societal reset, will finally wipe the slate clean of all baby boomers in power. Mm. And it is not until that occurs that we've seen some changes. But these changes won't be altruistic, they won't be utopian. It's going to be some, it's going to be a horror show for a great. not play nice. There will be a planned the corruption will continue on. It's just going to mutate into a different way. Um, now, along with Pluto and Saturn, Jupiter and Saturn and Mars and Saturn and Pluto will all align. Mercury's going to be involved as will the sun. At some point, so will the moon. Well, every month the moon will, and, and Venus as well. So all of these planets are going to align in Capricorn at some point and, and bring a major, major change in, in the world. All right? Now, this is, this is happening in the sign of Capricorn for the first time since 1284-85 A.D. That is major in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And what that suggests is the powers that be will not be within a hundred years. Yeah. Their time within is just up, years, right? Their time is just I'm up. Sorry, Their time is just up. Their time is up. That's right. There's, there's going to be a reset. An old order, Capricorn, an old order must die. Nowhere near where it is now. Mm. 
five more years, it's going to be further along than we can even fathom right now. Yeah. So the old order is already dying. You know, it's not going to, you know, the revolution will take place on television. It's going to be on the internet. It's going to be on blog talk radio. And it's going to be right down the block, too. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's going to happen on several different levels. Some things are going to happen suddenly and blatantly and, and wide open. And other things are going to happen on a very slow, uh, transformative level. And they've been happening because I feel like I was born in 1983 and like as a young woman growing up and now reaching, I'll be 36 in a few weeks. I feel like, wow, I was trained from my youth to be a particular type of woman in my adult life. And I can see it now, you know, in terms of relationships and marriage and men, these things, these, I don't have the same ideas that my mother or that my grandmother had about these things. And it, I mean, it was literally taught to me throughout my entire childhood. So it definitely is just this slow and gradual shifting and then and then also some things where like with my children they just have been born very differently they're here to do stuff just totally different it's really beautiful to watch it and to be able to have a language to uh, to tune into like astrology to understand it it's it's pretty magical friend Yeah. He's already done that. So things will never be the same. 
you know, things will never be the same. He was a response to um, uh, Barack Obama on a level, but he's also a response to to the, the, the to to society being tired and burnt out on plutocracy while he's a plutocrat. The society is burned out on plutocracy, and it's time for a change. Yeah, and if you're tuned into like the 20s, I have I have a few 20 20 years old, like 20, 21, 22 year old friends, and when you when you're tuned into them, you recognize they really that older that that older generation really has nothing. Um, they have no connection to the younger generation. They don't understand them at all. They're not speaking to them in any way, shape, or form. So. Uh, it just seems like it's a very natural process of what's taking place. It's just that I think the older generations usually struggle to watch the newer generations take over the world. Like, that can't be an easy thing to do. <laughs> All right, friend. Well, I don't know. I'm, we're, I'm, hopefully your, your recording got more of the conversation. You, you went in and out quite a few times for me. And I missed some good stuff. So hopefully your recording sounds better than mine. But um, we're reaching an hour now. I think that we could probably just keep talking about this. Uh, I definitely want to have you come back on and talk a little bit. We didn't get to do the background information on you and just reintroduce you and come back on the show, um, you know, in, in the spring, perhaps, if you'd be open to that. Oh, I'm wide open to it. I'm wide open to it. Awesome. Um, thank you, friend, for, like I said, for making the time again for this. Um, I don't know if we're gonna if the audience is gonna hear this recording of mine or of Darren's. Um, it looks like with Darren's, I was cut out a little bit, but we got it done. Mercury didn't do nothing, and we keep building, right? Indeed, we did. Indeed. So, um, um, uh, send me your email address, and I will uh, forward this recording to you. You can access it through Dropbox. Okay. Um, Beautiful. You have Beautiful. Well, thank you, Darren, for being with us and for joining the show. And um, and Darren, how can the people get in contact with you? Oh, best way to contact me is uh, Facebook. Darren Lamont, D-A-R-Y-N, last name L-A-M-O-N-T-E. Look for um, something about astrology. That's how you know it's me. You can also uh, schedule me if you want uh, a want a reading. You can schedule with me on Calendly dot com slash astrovisions calendly c-a-l-e-n-d-l-y dot com slash astrovisions a-s-t-r-o v-i-s-i-o-n-s awesome and i will definitely provide those links as well indeed indeed and um or you can give or you can call me at 314-565-8907 directly to my hip and um, if I don't answer, actually, if you want to call, uh, you should probably send a text first because I don't always answer, uh, but I do answer text. Um, so send a text first, and uh, we'll take care of your text. Boom. There's one other way to reach me. Yeah, and how many people have an astrologer? You have a direct contact with the astrologer, y'all. You guys got your direct astrologer number. He just gave you your number. Like, that's that's powerful. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, how many people even know uh, an astrologer? Someone who's been doing it for two decades. Come on, you got him on the hip, friend. So tune in. The reading is amazing. And we'll be back with Darren soon to talk more, friends.
Thank you very much. All right, family. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Bye.